Welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana, and each episode I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's 55th episode called Your Brand Versus Your Humanity. Let's get into it. Okay. So I would first like to get into the definition of what a brand actually is. So according to dictionary.com, a brand is the kind, grade, or make of a product or service as indicated by a stamp, trademark, or the like. Um, In my own words, um, especially in the world of social media today, your brand is you what you represent, what you stand for, what you're selling, or what you have to offer to your target audience. In other words, what will draw that target audience towards you to give you business? Um, In terms of running a business, um, for me, it's like you think of a need that either you would like to see met or a need of a specific group of people and you cater to that need through your products and or services. Um, so that's, you know, the, the definition from dictionary.com plus my own interpretation and understanding of what a brand is in terms of, you know, running a business in today's world on social media, um, brands in many ways influence our consumerism, um, a brand with a good reputation, for example, uh, gets a lot of business and good news, um, often spreads faster than bad news. And, you know, if this business is reliable for good quality, um, longevity, good customer service, generosity, affordability, um, and even correcting any errors in either their services or products swiftly and efficiently um, with their customer ser- with their customers and their, their base of followers, um, that is, you know, will make their business one that is reputable and more likely for customers to return and spread the news to other people, um, hence making their business thrive. Um, and then unfortunately the, uh, the reverse is also true, um, of a brand that has gotten a bad reputation due to, for example, poor customer service or poor quality of product. Um, even big brands, no to disown certain people attached to them that they've sponsored for example like celebrities um if staying affiliated with that person with that name with that celebrity could on probably any level but in particular on a large scale uh have a negative impact uh, or effect on their business sales. And the chances are if they're a celebrity and a lot of people are upset with them and a lot of people are against them, um, they don't want to be affiliated with um, the brands that this person is the face for. So it's typically um, a common business move on the side of the people who sponsor the celebrity, for example. Um, in this example, to distance themselves from the brand, from that person, so that um, anybody who would have supported that brand, that because of that celebrity, will still support the brand um, if the brand is good in general, um, but basically won't let 
the negative association with the celebrity impact their desire to purchase from this business. Um, so these are just speaking in terms of like brands that we are all familiar with that are popular, like Nike or Apple products. Um, but these are not the only kinds of brands. Um, for example, I oftentimes don't have physical products for people in my main line of work, which is music. Um, what I offer instead is a sound experience and setting the atmosphere at events and social gatherings. Even this podcast is an intangible service I offer to listeners, which can be a source of insight or help or healing or just learning about my perspective, for example. In other ways, in other lines of work and other streams of creativity that I have, I have sold CDs and physical paintings and hard copy poems. Um, and so on that, that are also connected to the brand of my name. So the next part for me is who am I apart from my brand? And I also encourage you listening on the other end of this episode to ask yourself these questions. Who are you apart from your brand? And you could be an entrepreneur. You could be working for a, a fortune 500 company. Like it doesn't matter whoever you are, whatever line of business you find yourself in, or even if you have a side hustle that, that you created a brand for, who are you apart from your brand? What matters to you? What are your convictions? What do you believe in? For myself, I can say that I am an openly sober, openly queer, black, deconstructed Christian woman who speaks candidly about my life, my beliefs, my struggles, my lessons, my epiphanies through my art, music, my relationships, my connections, my friendships, and also through this podcast, which is another creation of mine. So once you establish who you are apart from your brand, the next question for me is, what happens when who you are and what you believe in, what you believe to be right, which you, believe to be, which you believe to be just. What happens when that is in direct conflict with your brand or threatens the brand that you represent? What do you do? What do you do in that situation? Do you, for example, silence who you are in service of your brand? Do you turn a blind eye to the things you say you stand for and the things you believe in? For example, to certain groups of people in service, in service of, your, of your brand. For example, people who might be struggling with mental health, houseless people, uh, BIPOC communities, LGBTQIA plus people, disabled people, um, or even people who are across the world from you whose lives are being taken unjustifiably like the people in Gaza and Sudan, just to name a few groups of marginalized communities, right? Or do you instead use your voice despite your fear and stand up for what you believe in? Do you instead find a way to marry your convictions with your brand, your brand with your humanity, and be willing to lose whatever customers are following you may lose along the way? Because I truly believe that when you use your privilege Use your voice, use your platform to speak up for social justice, to speak up for those who either cannot speak up for themselves or struggle to be heard, or even 
Use your voice to aid the voices of those who can speak up for themselves, but still need your solidarity and support. The people who are meant to follow you, the people who are meant to support you and your cause and your business will do that, will be there. To quote poet, essayist, librarian, feminist, and equal rights activist, Audre Lorde, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less important whether or not I am afraid. So for me, in my personal stance, my personal experience, I have felt a growing dissonance with silencing certain parts of myself or staying quiet about social justice issues that matter to me. Um, And that, you know, in my opinion, social justice justice issues that should matter to anyone who claims to care about humanity, just so my brand doesn't get tarnished, just so I don't get canceled, even on a small scale, as a person who, you know, has some social reach, but I'm not like famous, for example, just so I don't get fired or turned down from playing music in certain venues, which would be unacceptable to me to stay silent um, about any of the things that I have a strong conviction about. If people have a problem with my sobriety or my blackness um, or my sexuality or my Christianity um, or the fact that I talk about my personal life on a podcast um, or if people have a problem that I stand up for people in Gaza who are having their lives upended by the government of Israel. If people have a problem with that, (laughs) like, you know, that we live in a world where you can, it's literally as simple as an unfollow button. Like, you don't have to care. You don't have to support me. You really don't. But for me, not speaking up has been such an issue for me, Um, which is why if you're following my social media page, um, not my destination lavender page for this podcast but from my regular page where i post my music and my gigs and stuff like if you follow that and you see what i've been posting lately like that's why i feel conflicted about pretending like the lives of gazans are not being taken every day in the tens of thousands now and just living my life posting about music, even just posting about other issues that are important, like mental health and da-da-da-da-da, sobriety. But I have a platform that I'm ultimately not using in service of those people who need my help. So I personally have an issue with keeping silent about things like that. When I was in a very different church than the one that I'm in right now, Eventually, I had an issue about living my life in the closet just so I could be accepted by my fellow churchgoers, people who I thought were my real friends and my real family. Eventually, I had to leave that space because it was doing something to my humanity. It was doing something to my liberation of self, to my autonomy as an individual, to my rights as a person, as a human being. I had to separate myself. Now... On the other hand, I do understand the very real concern of losing business, especially as a freelancer and an entrepreneur myself. 
According to Forbes.com, as recent as October 17th this year, contributor Wayne Dugan writes, investors are more confident that the U.S. economy can avoid falling into recession in the months ahead. A so-called soft landing, the sweet spot between cooling inflation and a still growing economy appears to be a real possibility. Nevertheless, threats remain to this rosy scenario. Inflation has trended consistently lower for months, but interest rates are at 20-year highs and a handful of economic indicators suggest the economy isn't out of the recession woods just yet. The New York Fed recession probability indicator shows there's still a 56% chance of a U.S. recession in the next 12 months, though that's down from a 66% reading in August. Other reliable indicators are flashing warning signs that the economy could still slump. Job data, jobs data has been uneven, the yield curve remains inverted, and experts are divided on whether a recession may have been delayed rather than avoided entirely. The Federal Reserve has warned over and over that its long campaign of rate hikes will slow economic growth, even if it's most recent economic projections no longer foresee a recession. And just because the risk of a recession is fading, interest rates will remain higher for longer, meaning investors should take a cautious approach to the market. Even if the U.S. ultimately avoids a recession in 2023, the Fed's aggressive monetary policy strategy from the past year and a half may only now be starting to have a negative impact on the economy. So if you want to read the whole thing, you can go to Forbes.com and look that up. Um, Wayne um, Wayne Dugan is uh, the contributor for that. Um, so I say all this to say, even if the threat of speaking up doesn't affect your business or your job or your position where you work, the threat of a potential recession might just do the trick. So I get the fear, I get the concern, and I have had my own struggles with figuring out what the right thing to do is in the situation. You know, and you know, we're living in a time where there's been a whole slew of actors and journalists, people with, you know, huge platforms are being fired and canceled and punished for speaking up for people like the Palestinians, for example in Gaza. And there's been all types of threats and punishments for people who even peacefully protest and use their voice in a way that is actually their right. And there are right now at least 37 out of 50 of our U.S. states that have adopted laws, executive orders, and or resolutions designed to discourage boycotts against Israel. But I've had to ask myself, over and over, what can I live with? For me, the bottom line is that if I have to choose between my image and using my platform to help people who need justice, I'm choosing justice every time. Because it's easy to believe that because a certain injustice hasn't happened to you just yet, hasn't happened to your countrymen, that you'll always be safe and protected from it happening to you. It's easy to believe that the atrocities of the people around you or who are different from you 
or who occupy different identities or spaces or communities than you do, or who live across the world from you are not your problem until it is you who needs their help, their voices to speak up in your favor, until it is you who needs their willing hands at work and their boots on the ground fighting for your justice. And I mean, I get it. The threat is real. I mean, it's, it's scary out here. I mean, we live in a country where for wearing a kufiyah, for wearing a Palestinian scarf, you can get shot by somebody who, who doesn't think you have the right to be proud of being Palestinian or be in solidarity with being Palestinian. You can get shot for that. We live in a country where there's all types of hate crimes being committed against Arab Americans and Muslim Americans and Palestinian Americans and Jewish Americans. All because of what's happening right now between Israel and Hamas. All because of the assault on the on the Palestinian people right now who are actually innocent, who have nothing to do with the um, hostages that were taken, you know, by Hamas. And also the innocent Israeli lives that were taken in the process. So it, I get it. I get the fear. It's scary. Um, you know, we live in a world where over 60 journalists have been had their lives taken in Gaza for, for daring to speak out and, 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 and daring to, to use their voice and trying to report on the truth of the situation. I mean, it's no small thing. But I'll end with this. Civil rights leader Fannie Lou Hamer said, Nobody's free until everybody's free. And you might see these types of quotes all over Instagram trying to be used in the service of some kind of injustice to elevate one group of people over another, to elevate one human life over another. Garbage. The quote is what the quote is. There's no hidden meanings to it. Nobody's free until everybody's free. That means everybody. That means people in, in Sudan. That means people in Pakistan. That means people in Azerbaijan. That means people in Gaza. That means people here in America. That means the homeless people who have no place to go. That means people who are starving of hunger and, and their basic needs being met all over the world. It means everyone. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So that just proves the thing that I even said before, which is just because it hasn't happened to you yet doesn't mean it won't. And what are you going to do? How are you going to feel in the event that it, in the untimely event that it does happen to you? And you can think back on the times when you had the chance to, to raise your voice in service of your brothers and your sisters and your fellow human beings. And you did not do that because of your very understandable, but still not excusable fear. What are you going to do? You know? So for me, I just, I have felt a very passionate <laughs> need to step out of my fear or to take action despite my fear. And I'll leave you also with these remaining thoughts. If there 
is a plight of a community of people who you don't understand or you don't want to understand or who you cannot have empathy for or you think they deserve what they're getting or you can't connect your own humanity to theirs, I would deeply urge you to do the following. Some basic research about that community, some basic unbiased research about that community, about their struggles, about their history, about the similarities they have to your own life. Consider, even if these are things you can't find on Google, can just consider what I would consider to be the obvious, but just let these thoughts, just, mull, just kind of mull over these thoughts in your mind. Do they have basic needs like you? Are they human like you? Do they have struggles like you? Are they imperfect but still worthy of having their needs met like you? Do they have rights? Are they worthy of having rights, the same basic human rights that you are worthy of having? Do they have dreams and aspirations like you? Do they have doubts about their place in the world like you? Do they have family and friends they care about and work hard to provide for and keep safe like you? Consider these things and then consider asking yourself, what harm could it do to use your life, your brand, your platform, your voice to help those people who are in need. That is all I have for y'all. If you are not yet aware, um, this podcast is on a monthly basis now. Um, it has been for a little while, just a couple of months or so. Um, but yeah, the next episode will be cranked out at the end of December and then we'll be heading into 2024, which is crazy. If you're not yet following me on social media, please reach out under Destination Lavender on Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. If you believe in what I'm doing and you want to support, please run on over to patreon.com slash Guiana and become one of my awesome patrons. It's only $5 a month. Whether you want to contribute to the making of these podcast episodes or you want to contribute to my original music and other creative things that I am doing here for y'all. Um, until next month, Stay safe, stay informed, stay empathetic to your fellow human beings, and take care.